Welcome to the Leadership Zone. I'm your host, Sheila Walsh, Leadership Development Specialist, Coach and Researcher. Psychological safety is discussed repeatedly with leaders, middle management, organisational culture, HR, you name it. It's the popular word that everyone's talking about. And when we're thinking about psychological safety, what we're thinking about in basic terms is just the ability to go to work and to feel safe enough to do your job well and to address the situations that need addressing for you to feel safe rather than watching your back um, being unsure if you're going to be um, supported, not knowing whether you can speak or not, not knowing the politics and the rules, um, not putting your foot in it, not being rejected, not being deemed as irresponsible or incapable of doing your job, not being humiliated or exposed. These are just some of the things. These are some of the things that I've seen in multiple organisations that are working on psychological safety because the thing is that psychological safety doesn't just happen in organizations you don't just feel safe just like if I got you to walk outside whatever room or area you're in now but at the other side is an area you've never been in before you're not just going to feel psychologically safe you're going to immediately and probably unconsciously assess the threats and the same's for every workplace how psychologically safe do we feel in the building um, on zoom in meetings with certain people, with different teams, with with stakeholders. Psychological safety has to exist across all of those things and very simple things can get in the way of that. The way we give and receive feedback can get in the way. The way we lead and manage challenges, the way that we address problems or don't address problems. One of the biggest things that actually downgrade psychological safety is when people or organisations and the people within them avoid problems. Because when you're avoiding problems, you're still having to deal with it, but nobody is fully sure if you're dealing with it well or effectively or it's helpful for them. So psychological safety doesn't just happen and it very easily can be disrupted. And having the skills in building and co-creating psychological safety and assessing teams, departments, organisations in terms of how psychologically safe they are, as a leader is really important. Because if you can't assess whether the room generally feels psychologically safe to most of the participants in it, then you don't know if you're getting the accurate information or not. And this happens loads in different settings where leaders especially are getting certain types of information from one source or from one kind of avenue of source. And the reason for this is that actually when you're meeting people, they've been directly or indirectly told or curtailed or instructed to not discuss certain things with you. And some organisations it will be overt where a manager says, don't go above me on this one. And others will be covert and people will know that if they speak up, they're going to be in trouble. So as a leader, your ability to understand psychological safety and how safe people feel is going to be really important in knowing whether you're getting the right information and data. But it's also important in terms of knowing how you're going to influence people and guide them and instruct them and gather their thoughts. Because one of the things that doesn't work is when people say this is a safe space. Because often people who say this is a safe space are the very people 
who don't know the difference between a safe space and, and not having a safe space because stating it's a safe space doesn't make it a safe space. In fact, stating it's a safe space will often tell people that we want it to be a safe space and therefore we're not going to call out things that may be challenging. But real psychological safety means that we can have really challenging and difficult conversations, but that we can have them and that we will come back together because everyone belongs in the room and everyone is is welcome and their point of view is welcome. How we speak to each other and how we treat each other is with respect, but that there is some kind of accountability around that. There is some kind of follow through. So with all that said, if you want to support psychological safety in your organisation, in your team, then you need to be able to assess the dynamic in front of you and understand what might be some of the conscious and unconscious limitations to safety in that room or with that group. And until you can do that and work with the nuances of psychological safety, you're very likely not to be getting adequate information or not to be equipped in order to support that team or those people or that department effectively. So psychological safety is built, it's continuously reviewed, and it requires the ability for you to understand what it is you're looking at, looking for, and what might be a barrier to that. So collecting all that data and making sense of it. Now, it sounds really complex, but what I found when I work with leaders is that when I sit down and I say to them, what's stopping this working? They're very clear what's stopping it working. They just haven't necessarily made the link between what's stopping it working and how that's impacting the safety of the people and how the first thing you do is support the safety and then the second thing you do is address the situation. Because if you don't support the safety first, multiple attempts to address the situation may fail. Let me give you an example. If I'm working in an organisation and the manager has a constant issue with their team and they come to you and they say, somebody that's reporting to you comes to you and says, look, I'm having a real issue with this team. Now, if you aren't considering psychological safety, you might just look at the issue. You might just look at the content. You might just look at what's being said. And you may not actually think about why the behaviour is happening in the first place. Why is the situation there? What's it expressing? What's it telling us about the team, the system, the manager? And what's the unmet need in the situation? You might get distracted by simply trying to push an agenda or an outcome that you and the manager, the person that directly reports to you, is attempting to make, rather than assessing the situation at a more unconscious or dynamic level. But if you were to ask yourself those questions, you'll find very quickly that actually some of the reason for the behaviour may exist outside of that manager or may exist outside of that situation and may belong to the organisation or the system or the industry. And that first the dynamic or the psychological safety within that team and for your manager needs to be addressed before you can consider the outcome you're trying to create. Now, most of the time we skip that because it feels like slow work. But sometimes we have to go slow to go fast because by skipping that part, we can implement multiple different changes and get nowhere because we haven't really understood the situation and the psychological safety and the safety and the dynamic of the people involved. And so that's why you as a leader need to understand psychological safety in order to do your job well. And that's why skipping to action 
or getting distracted by the content of a situation and not looking at the dynamics or the psychological safety or the psychological engagement and process happening can actually leave you stunted repeating the same cycle of change that isn't actually being implemented, integrated or effective. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Do, if you want to discuss a similar situation, you can book a free leadership consultation with me or if you want to discuss a situation via email, you can email me at info at SheilaWalsh.com. That's S-I-L-E-W-A-L-S-H.com. And don't forget to sign up for my weekly-ish newsletters on leadership. Thank you for listening to The Leadership Zone. We can continue this conversation over on Twitter and my Twitter handle is at Sheila Walsh one or at LinkedIn, you'll find me under Sheila Walsh. To book a free consultation to discuss your leadership needs or the leadership development needs of your organization, simply visit my website, www.sheilawalsh.com and book a free leadership consultation. I look forward to hearing from you.